In this episode of BFR University, I talk about multiple training sessions in a single day for both strength and hypertrophy, but also for aerobic capacity training. So here we go. You are listening to the BFR University podcast with your host, Dr. Ed LaCara. BFR University is dedicated to helping people learn safe and effective ways to implement blood flow restriction training into their lives. And now, here's your host, Dr. Ed LaCara. What's up, guys? How you doing? Welcome to BFR Tuesday. My name is Ed LaCara. I'm based out of Dallas, Texas, and um, I'm here to answer any questions regarding blood flow restriction training, uh, whether it's in performance or rehab. Um, just kind of here to uh, spend the next 15 or 20 minutes or so answering any questions that you have. So if you have any questions, you can just go right into the upper right corner where it says chat. And I'm going to put in hello from Dallas. And you just type your question in there and I'm happy to answer it. So I'll give everybody a minute or two and some I'm sure some other people will jump on and see what we got today. I uh, got a question from Paul. What is the ideal number of exercises to perform while the cuff is on? Great question, Paul. Um, it really depends on how new you are to BFR. If you're brand new, like this is your first week or two, I recommend only doing one or two exercises per body region. So I would do like two exercises in my upper extremity and two exercises in the lower extremity. And the reason for that is that it's gonna take a little bit of time for you to acclimate to BFR, the pressures, it's gonna be a little bit more uncomfortable the first three or four sessions. Um, and you're gonna get sore because you've uh, never done this type of training before. If you're already, if you're not new to BFR and you're already kind of been into it, then five is the maximum that I recommend uh, for a body region um, per day. And you're gonna be pretty fatigued after uh, five, so you're not gonna really wanna do much more than that. Um, and, you know, if I'm doing, let's say, upper body, and I'm just doing it, I'm doing it for general fitness, I will probably start with a compound exercise first. So I could do like a, uh, let's say a horizontal row. I'm going to do a horizontal row for the upper body. That's a compound multi-joint. Then I'm going to finish with isolated exercises, maybe a bicep curl, tricep extension. And that should, you should be pretty fatigued after that if you're using the right pressures and the right weights. In the lower extremity, you might do a, a chair, chair sit to stand. So just sitting in the chair and then going to rising, or you could do an air squat. Um, I would start with that. And then I would do, a, let's say a hamstring curl and a, a long arc quad or like a quad extension at the gym. Still wanted a little bit more, you might add a calf raise um, in the upper extremity. Um, you might switch up your uh, from a straight bicep curl to a hammer curl, or you might do a, a shoulder to overhead press, 
Um, but any of those um, kind of combinations, but to, to specifically answer your question, three to five exercises is gonna be about your max because um, you're gonna be pretty fatigued and tired. What else? What other questions do you have for me today? Okay, so um, a common question I get, can we mix aerobic exercise with uh, resistance training? And um, my answer to this is you can, it's not ideal. Um, for example, uh, there's numerous studies looking at if I do aerobic exercise first and then I go to do strength training or I do strength training first and then I do aerobic exercise afterwards, um, my, my benefits are not as good as if I did them in isolation. So um, I kind of feel like you need to focus on one or the other during a training program. So like, let's say, let's say my, my goal is to get um, just generalized strength stronger. I would start with a four-week hypertrophy phase where I'm going to do um, very light loads and I'm going to combine that with a uh, little higher pressures like 50% limb occlusion pressure in the upper extremity, 80% limb occlusion pressure in the lower extremity. I'm going to use really, really light loads and I'm not going to go to failure. I'm going to make sure that I'm using a very light load for that. After four weeks, I would switch to a strength protocol which I'm going to use heavier loads, more like 40% one rep max, and use lighter pressures. So you you can, there's an inverse relationship between pressure and weight. And so the higher the weights that I use, we never use above 40% one rep max. The higher the weight, the lower the pressure, and vice versa. The higher the pressure, the lower the weight, in order to finish your rep scheme of right around 75 reps. Um, so focus on what you're trying to accomplish. If you're trying to increase your, let's say aerobic capacity fitness, then um, focus on that. I would do a uh, walking protocol twice per day. Um, and then you could mix in one or two exercises in the upper extremity or lower extremity after your walk. Um, but that focus will be helpful. And you can do that for up to three weeks where you're doing like twice a day training and you'll uh, see gains in your aerobic capacity. Um, and so we can accelerate what we're trying to accomplish by training up to twice a day because there's no um, muscle damage associated with these light loads with BFR. So numerous studies have looked at twice a day training uh, with no problem and uh, not creating like cumulative trauma injuries or, or uh, excessive um, muscle damage. Uh, Paul asks, relieve pressure in between three to five exercises. Yes. So um, if I'm doing my uh, rowing exercise, I inflate the cuffs. I do 30 repetitions. I take a 30 second rest. 
15 repetitions, 30 second rest, 15 repetitions, 30 second rest, 15 repetitions, and then I deflate. And then within the next minute or so, I move on to the next exercise. So we take inner exercise, one minute rest with what we call free flow, free flow, FF, meaning that there's no occlusion going on. And so what that does is it keeps us inflated only around uh, close to seven minutes with an exercise. Um, so very safe, but still effective um, uh, levels and time of occlusion. Carrie's asking me, are there protocols you recommend for osteoporosis due to hypercalcemia? Yeah, so you can go to um, MedBridge. Um, so MedBridge is a company that um, has a lot of education on um, different topics. I did a whole course on uh, bone healing, so osteoporosis, osteopenia, and also um, uh, fracture. So there's a whole class in there on um, dealing with uh, bone injuries, and I go into the research regarding how BFR affects bone and how it increases um, the, uh, the, the components to increase uh, the stress onto the bone so that the bone responds by uh, getting thicker and stronger. Great. Uh, Kazuto, if I apply 65% LOP on the lower legs, what percentage of one rep max do you recommend? Still 20%. Yeah, so it depends, um, Kazuto, on how long you've been using BFR. If you've been using BFR for a while, then if you're at 65%, you're going to use a little bit higher loads. You're going to be right around 35 or 40% one rep max. Now, with that said, your body doesn't know the difference. So you want to use a light enough load where you can do 30 reps that first round um, fairly easily. And then you want to be able to finish all the remaining repetitions, the 75 reps. If you can't finish those and the load is too high with that pressure that you're using. So it's a, it's a give and take higher pressure, little lower load, lower pressure, little higher load hypertrophy, or just trying to increase muscle size. I'm going to use lighter loads, um, and finish it, not go to failure. And uh, with uh, strength, I'm going to use heavier loads, closer to 40%, but with lighter pressures. You're welcome. Great questions. Any other questions today? <laughs> Lewis, Lewis always has a question. That's a good thing. Has the book gone out? Uh, I keep saying this, but it's very, very close. I got the digital version back. So yes, that will be going out. It looks like uh, no later than um, October 1st. So we were having a little issue with formatting. Carrie, what would you recommend for rotator cuff tears, non-acute? Um, um, again, it, it depends on which muscle. If it's supraspinatus, which is the primary rotator cuff muscle that is torn, um, and also it depends on if it's you have pain-free range of motion. 
Um, so if I'm going to share a link, uh, I got to go to my YouTube channel for this. Um, uh, I got to go to my YouTube. It's actually shareable on um, on my YouTube channel. If you don't, if you're not a subscriber to my YouTube channel, uh, please do so. Um, I'm going to share the link here. Uh, but this is a it's kind of an endurance programming for um, for the rotator cuff and for the shoulder. Um, my personal belief based on research that I've read is that it's impossible to isolate muscles of the rotator cuff away from other muscles of the shoulder. So I use integrative type exercises. So for example, um, why don't I share my screen and I will, um, I'm gonna share my screen and I'll play, I'll play what I'm gonna do. I was hoping I could. I don't know if you guys can see this or not. Looks like you can. So what Spencer's doing here is he's using very light pressures on the cuffs, and then he's going to go through an endurance type workout um, for his shoulder. So very um, integrative. Uh, but if you notice, he's not using any loads in his arm and his hands, so it's very light load. Um, but you get tired because the cuffs are on um, and you're doing uh, long bouts. So this is about a nine, it's close to 10 minutes. You don't have to go th straight through, but there's about a dozen exercises that he'll go through in 30 second intervals. So here he's doing, um, you know, arm circle, arm circles. Um, I'm not going to go through this whole thing, but if you're interested in seeing kind of the programming I do for my rotator cuff injuries, feel free to uh, take a look at that link. Um, and while you're there, uh, like it and subscribe, please. All right, so I'm going to stop sharing just so, but that's what that's about. All right, Lewis, it's been demonstrated that while equalizing for total volume loads, multiple exercise sessions per day, say for example, two 15 minute exercises can yield the same benefits as a single and equal total volume. Yeah, can we use BFR in a similar way without losing substantial benefits? For example, instead of a single 20 to 30 minute session, two or three. Um, yeah, the answer is yes. I'm, I'm assuming, Lewis, that you're talking about aerobic capacity training. Um, that's the literature that I have read. Um, and a lot of times I will do this with my patients that have lower extremity injuries. Instead of them doing a 30 minute walk, they'll do two 15 minute walks because yes, you're exactly correct that the volume per day is what's important, not necessarily that it has to be done back to back. Um, 
so with BFR, we have seen this that um, you can do utilize oh strength training. Hmm. Well, with strength training, you're you're really looking at volume. It's um, with BFR, you're not getting any damage to the tissue, so it allows you to do multiple sessions per day. If you're strength training, um, like a bodybuilder would, they're going to be doing alternating type uh, movements in the same day. So it's different because you're causing damage with the high intensity training. Here you're not causing damage, but you're working the tissue, um, which is creating more volume. So yes, you can do the same thing um, with BFR and low intensity exercise on the same day. Um, I wouldn't recommend doing that more than about three weeks. Um, and then switching to whatever type of protocol that you're looking for. But yeah, numerous studies looking at um, multiple day sessions and uh, getting good outcomes and accelerated outcomes with it, whether it's for strength or hypertrophy or uh, aerobic capacity training. All right, you guys, I'm right up against it. It's 117. I appreciate all the great questions today. Um, if you are listening to this as a replay, you're probably seeing it on my uh, BFR University website. Um, I send out twice monthly um, newsletters, which just kind of gives you updates on different articles and research that I think is interesting. Um, or also, I, and I put these on my YouTube channel so you can check these out there. Thank you so much, and I will see you next week. Bye for now.